For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today's show is a special rebroadcast of one of our most popular episodes. I'm introducing the show under the banner, Best of Old Dogs REI Network Podcast. Well, enjoy. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manasero. Old dogs, and welcome to Fun Facts Friday. This is our once a week, only on Friday show, where we have special episodes, not featuring guests, where I will share tricks, tips, terminology, and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success. Today's topic is how to acquire investment properties with no or low down payments. But before we get started, hey, I'm always, you know, just kind of check in with you guys. Now, you know, if you've been listening for a while, I mean, we're, I don't know. I kind of feel like you guys are like family here. Okay. I know it sounds kind of corny, but really, I mean, you know, we're, we've been interacting. You've heard uh, a lot about me and my background and and my real estate uh, faux pas as well as successes. And, and you know, I, I, I think it's I, I think it's great. One that uh, there is this whole thing, these podcasts, which are, you know, really relatively new, you know, are a way to really, you know, bring together people that have similar needs and interests. And, and so, you know, I really want to hear from you guys regarding what you want to hear on this show. Cause this show is really your show. I'm just the host here, you know, and if you guys are, you know, there's certain things that let's say we're, we're doing that really, Hey, I'm just, I don't want to hear any more about that. Or, um, you know, it's those ass bill segments. Maybe that's not the best or, Hey, I love the ass bill segments or <laughs> the ask bill segments. Sorry. But, um, you know, or, or whatever it may be, maybe, Hey, Bill, you're not talking enough about this or that. Oh, I'd love to hear about this. And, uh, that really will help me. Cause I, you know, I notice that sometimes, you know, you can, you kind of judge by, you know, the number of people that download, you know, what, what, you know, what topics and what shows are, are better received than others. And, and, you know, we just, we want this to work for you. And if you're not hearing stuff or you think I should get certain type of types of guests on, I want to hear from you. So let me know, man. I just, uh, I, I, I think you guys are awesome to you know, take the time to even listen to the show. And, uh, the fact that you do really means a lot. So, um, that's a, that's my little, my little, hint uh, a tip for today okay all right let's jump into this topic this is a good one because you know i'll tell you you know your 
resources, the, the cash you have on hand, uh, the, the funds that you have for investment are really, really important. And, you know, not only is it important that you always maintain a good reserve when you're investing, but also it's, you know, it's, I think it's a good idea to try to get into a property for as little as you can so that you can maintain a larger reserve. If you put a lot of money into down payments, your money's going to disappear really quickly. So, you know, for those of you that are working that are still W-2 folks out there, um, you know, you can, you know, you can pull out so much each month from your paycheck and, uh, you know, use that for down payments. And I know a lot of you are. And that, I mean, that's great. But, uh, you know, if you don't have to make the down payment, well, we're going to talk about it. That's what this show is about. So and before I show you how to, you know, acquire properties with low or no money down, let's look at really, you know, just that whole down payment process. So, um, like you may be wondering, how much should I put down when buying an investment property? Now, I, I know older folks here, you know, you might want to you might want to put down more because you don't want to carry a lot of debt as you move later on into you know your twilight years or you know you, you want to ultimately you know try to be debt free if you can. Now, great, there are some advantages to to debt, especially if you've got income coming in, um, just the tax advantages and some some other factors there. But really, you know, it's I think ultimately you know, having that that property free and clear is. Uh, outstanding. You know, my my father-in-law, okay, came over as a as a Cuban immigrant, okay, came over sort of like right right while you could leave the country, you know, without uh, <laughs> without problems, and uh, he took his family, had absolutely nothing, you know, it, it just you know the the story the you know that you hear you know the guy's got what he's got in his pockets is basically it because you can't you when you left the country at that time it, you know you don't want to make it obvious that you weren't coming back he got into all kinds of different things and and tried to save money and you know had a store and had a a business where we repaired um, screens and I mean just all kinds of stuff and finally ended up having some money um, to, he got a store his own little storefront and they lived in the top part of this this is like in East LA here and uh, he was able to live in the top part and then you know the bottom was with the store itself and so he started off leasing it and then he you know went to the owner eventually and said hey can I just buy this because the store is doing well and so forth and that really started his entrance into real estate and he went from there to um, you know getting really interested in buying rental properties and then he became a realtor and then a broker and had his own brokerage and um, and you know this is he started building up these rental properties all over the place and the guy today is 92 years old okay and his rental checks still are coming in. And granted, he's he's definitely much older and is definitely in the, the sort of final season of his life. But but this his he has a nice home in Mission Viejo here, and, and homes are not cheap here. Um, you know, the swimming pool and the whole nine yards, and um, it's you know almost completely paid for, and it's all through his income property money that's come in and now he's got these regular monthly checks that cover his health care and and other expenses and it's it i mean it's still working for him after all of those years and so it is something that uh, you know and he owns all his rental properties 
free and clear. So he has no mortgages to worry about anymore. And he just gets that those income checks. They come in and, yeah, he has to do some property improvements here and there and cover insurance and pay property taxes. But basically that, you know, that's it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm and just mentioning this because I think ultimately you do want to have a strategy that will, you know, pay off your properties as soon as you can reasonably. Um, so that's, you know, that keep that in mind here too. So when you put a higher down payment down, that means that you're going to have one, the property is, uh, you're going to have less to pay off on the property and you're going to pay less to the bank in the long run, the higher down payment you make. Plus uh, it, it helps your, you know, your cash flow too, because your monthly payment will be less because your loan will be less, right? Because you put more down. So, uh, I think it's, you know, I, we all kind of know that, you know, the standard 20% is what people put down for properties, you know, especially as an investor. Um, and I'm going to get in some of the other options in there. But basically, you know, the, the, the idea here is that, you know, is it better to put a big down payment down or a low down payment? Now, the reason you would want to put, a, let's say, a bigger down payment, I, I'd already mentioned, you have lower monthly payments, okay? You, have, um, you will get a lower interest rate, okay, because the, there's sort of a lower risk on behalf of the bank. So uh, you're not going to have to... Uh, um, you know, you, you might be able to qualify for one of the, the, the better types of loans that are out there. Um, and you can also avoid this thing called private mortgage insurance. And that's a way that the banks and the financial institutions sort of protect themselves um, from a higher risk type of mortgage. OK. And, um, you know, just looking at, let's say, just to give you an idea here, the difference between, let's say, putting 5 percent down and 20 percent down uh, to illustrate the difference. OK. Um, or just make some basic calculations. Imagine the price of a property is 300000 and the interest rate is 4.25%. The loan is for a period of 30 years with a fixed mortgage. Okay, so take investor A, okay, and he, he establishes that the minimum down payment for his property will be 5%. Okay, while investor B decides that the minimum down payment will be 20%. Okay, it is possible to state immediately that investor A is borrowing a bigger amount than investor B, obviously. Therefore, investor A will experience a higher interest rate. Additionally, he or she will need to pay a private mortgage insurance. Okay, so that's the person that's not putting the 20% down. So, and the general mortgage payment, let's say, with, now granted, you, you, you're going to be paying higher because you're financing more, but now you're going to be paying additional and to cover that uh, uh, that insurance, okay, so the, the PMI. Therefore, the real estate investor will have to pay a, a huge amount of money to the bank. Um, and when that kind of doesn't really benefit your property, especially the insurance, you know, the PMI, it's it just not going to help you. Don't forget, at this show, we say that cash flow is king. So you also want to look at what's going to give you more cash flow. Okay, so if you have a larger mortgage payment, you're going to have less cash flow. So you want to try to reduce that mortgage payment. But at the same time, you want to have the capital to be able to invest in other things. And that's where you can tap into equity and do leverage. But again, when you leverage, you're increasing your loans. And so you, you, there's a balance there that you need to be aware of. Okay, so let's look at this idea of low or is it, is it ever good to get low or no money down? And 
I think it is. I think there are definite times where it really does make sense. Um, when it comes to buying investment property, financing can be a great challenge, you know, especially for people purchasing maybe their first rental property. You know, most lenders require real estate investors to put down a substantial down payment before closing on a property. Different types of home loans available for investors, along with sort of how do you how do you cover that? You know, how are you going to finance that property? And of course, there's the conventional mortgages. Depending on your credit and income, you can finance your real estate investments with a traditional mortgage. Now, let me just stop here for just a second to say, as an investor, it is different than it is when you are a person who is going to occupy the property. Now, you can be an investor that occupies your property, and that's usually referred to is house hacking. But generally, it is going to be different and there are going to be different rates and different terms for investors, okay, because they don't live in the property. So keep that in mind. So you've got your your, your conventional, like I'm talking about here, and the payment, you know, you say you're going to do it for 15 years or 30 years. That's kind of another show in itself. Should you do 15-year loans or 30-year loans? Okay, we'll talk about that in another podcast. So, But uh, such loans are available, you know, you know, from online vent, uh, lenders, credit unions, banks, the down payment could be as low as 10%, but generally it's around the 20% mark. Um, and, you know, the, and even some, especially if it's an investment property, they may say, no, we want 25% down. So for, especially with multifamilies or small multifamilies like duplexes and triplexes. Okay. So you also have your, um, hard money lenders too. And they're out there. They, um, they're generally the advantage with hard money lenders is one, they, they don't, don't generally look at uh, your credit or your income. They just look at the property because they hold the title. And so if something goes wrong, they've got a property and hopefully it, it has the value that they, you know, have appraised it at. Uh, this option works best for investors that are planning to refinance or sell the property pretty quickly the, because the interest rate's pretty high. Um, and, uh, you know, that way you're not stuck in this high interest rate and this high uh, down payment. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, for the most part, it depends on the lender, but it could range between 10, 25%, even higher. Some hard money lenders won't uh, even require a down payment, but generally you're going to pay a higher interest rate or they're you know, there may be uh, some other terms that might make it a little bit tougher on you. Um, and then finally, there's the private money lender, okay? And uh, these are people who, you know, generous wealthy friends or family might be willing to offer you a loan. There, there are also just, you know, individuals that that's what they do, especially a lot of investors that have excess cash. They like to lend it out. Um, and sometimes they do it in, in form of a hard money loan, or they'll do even better rates, uh, depending. Um, however, the down payment is, is unpredictable in this case, and it depends on uh, who you turn to. But if you're turning to private institutions, it may range between, let's say, 10 and 20%. So for the average American, saving for that 20% down can be, you know, a, a sort of a long process. And the good news here is that there are lenders that can offer investment loans with low down payments. Um, you can also uh, get grants for down payments. And there's other special programs that I have covered in other previous podcasts, and I will have a link in here. But you can cover your down payment um, with these other outside so sources. But uh, here are some of the, the, the types of loans you can get where you really, um, you really can get uh, very low or no down payments. Uh, number one on the list is your VA loan. Now, if um, the uh, the no money down loan uh, that's available from the now this is no money down 
comes from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, and the VA loans are offered to active members of the U.S. military as well as those honorably discharged from service. Individuals that have served for at least six years in the National Guard or Reserves also qualify. So do spouses of personnel that may have been killed in the line of duty. So here are some of the advantages of a VA loan. This is a great, a great resource if you qualify. Um, mortgage insurance is not required. PMI, not required. Because, um, again, that's uh, they're backing it up, uh, the U.S. government. Buyers may use intermediate occupancy, which means that you don't have to live in the house all the time. Okay, now they don't say they say that you can't get second homes or investment properties with a VA loan. If you move into it and you're in it for a, a period of time, there are legitimate reasons that you can move out of it, still keep the loan, and rent it out as an investment property. Some, some of the most common are, are, let's say you've outgrown the house, maybe you've had kids, and, uh, or maybe you're taking care of um, your parents or something. That might, uh, um, or maybe you were just transferred out of the area uh, as part of your job. So you can rent that home out now as a rental property. Also, bad credit and bankruptcy don't disqualify you immediately. So that's a real good loan. Uh, the next one I have is a Federal Housing Administration loan, otherwise known as the FHA loan. And we've talked a fair amount about that, and we've written blog articles about it. They don't give out homes to investors per se, okay? But um, what they do is the guidelines are, you know, are such that you, you don't have to put um, a lot down. Now, I have heard of people that have FHA loans that they didn't have to put anything down on. It's not common, but that is one that is available. But there's also um, the, uh, I'd say the more standard, which would be about a 3.5% down, which is a very low down. And uh, you can even get FHA loans that have built into them funds for rehab. So you can uh, get this loan, okay, for example, uh, in order to qualify, you have to live in it for at least a year okay so you can let's say buy a fourplex you move into one unit you're working on the property you've got construction money that they provided as part of this loan so you've fixed the place up you're in it for a year boom you move out you move into another fourplex and repeat and you keep doing this and so um, that is possible with FHA loans is that you stay there for the minimum amount of time that's required um, so it's a, it's a it's a good option but the the it's also doesn't require a real high credit score but it, it does have that PMI requirement for the low interest now if you uh, pay more for your down payment and just maybe you want to just get the good interest rate um, then you might not have to pay the PMI but uh, the PMI is there um, for those 3.5% or no money down loans. Um, then there's something called the Home Ready Mortgage, and this is backed by Fannie Mae. Uh, home Ready Mortgages are home loans that are designed to help moderate and low income borrowers uh, to refinance or buy a property. And these loans come with the reduced mortgage in, uh, insurance costs. So there is mortgage insurance, um, they, they, but they've got low mortgage rates and uh, some innovative underwriting. They also are flexible about accepting contributions from other people. So borrowers can use the inco income of everything. Um, let's say borrowers can use the income of everyone living under the same roof to get approved for that mortgage. 
um, let's say, for example, you know, the the property owner lives with his spouse, the children uh, earn income, and maybe, you know, everybody's got, has a little, you know, some income coming in there. They can put all those together to qualify for the loan. So that's kind of a, a good one. And the down payment would be only about 3%. Um, investors that want to refinance or let's say buy with the home ready must fulfill the following financial requirements minimum uh, minimum credit score of 620 participation in home ownership education and income equal to or less than the annual median income ami so you can check fannie mae i'll have a link uh, to fannie mae's home ready eligibility page to find out more about that Another one is called the piggyback loan, also referred to as the 80-10-10 loan. The piggyback loan is in reality two loans designed to offer property buyers lower overall payments and added flexibility. With its 80-10-10 structure, buyers first bring a down payment of 10%. The remaining 90% is split into two parts, 80% as a traditional loan via Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae, and the other 10% is a home equity line of credit, also known as the HELOC or home equity loan. Um, and the HELOCs are more preferable since they offer flexibility in the long term. However, the, the loan structure can be adjusted to help buyers access the best pricing available. Well, there are a few options for you to get into properties or at least get started with little or no money down. Getting started with little or no money down with some of the the loan offerings that are uh, available for those that qualify. So um, in conclusion, you know, besides the expenses such as title insurance, lender appraisal and home inspection, the down payment is the biggest closing cost in property ownership. The financing tips that I've just went over here um, come in handy for anyone that wants to know how to invest in real estate with little or no money down. However, even though investment property loans with low down payments can be very helpful, such loans can water down your offer. Some sellers are reluctant to sell when buyers come backed by some of the loans listed above. So you might kill a little bit of your you know, your, your, uh, negotiations. If folks know that you're using one of these types of loans, sellers usually prefer traditional 20% down payment offers to lower down payments. Keep this in mind as you explore uh, these options and any options in getting started in your rent first rental properties. Well, that's it for today. Please note, old dog listeners, everything presented here today, uh, including there's going to be some links, some good ones, especially to some of the other uh, low and no money down type uh, content we have on our website, can be accessed in our show notes on the Old Dogs website at olddogsreinetwork.com forward slash blog. And you are going to be looking for the episode entitled How to Acquire Investment Properties with no or low down payments. So until next time, remember, cash flow is king and real estate investing the means. Thanks again for listening and may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the Old Dogs REI Network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.